This developing story is brought to you by me, because I'm recording this. It's also brought to you by Block, because they pay for my salary. If you have any interest in learning how to code online with a mentor, um, send me an email at hello at briandouglas.me. Episode 35 of This Developing Story. So I have an uh, exciting announcement. Um, I mentioned a couple weeks ago, I was submitted um, a CFP to a couple conferences, and surprisingly to myself, um, I guess I wasn't really expecting a response, but I did get a response, and I am going to be speaking at JS, which is a conference that I can't, um, attended last, like, last April, I think? Maybe it was May. Um, anyway, regardless, uh, I am going to be speaking at that conference. Um, submitted a talk specifically on React Native and why, if you should learn Swift. Um, so my whole approach was to pick a topic that I was going to be excited about learning or excited about talking about. And uh, since I'm currently doing the Swift app and doing the block program, and I made that, that hard turn to Swift after Objective-C, um, and I also had a couple exciting experiences with React Native, um, just going through the basic uh, Facebook tutorial um, that's on their, their guides. Yeah, I am going to take that approach since I already know Swift, um, sort of. And um, my goal is to check out React Native for my next project. I figured why not do a talk about it. Um, I thought maybe I would just do a local meetup, but since the CFP submissions are so um, detailed, it was, it actually makes it easier to organize your thoughts up, up front. So my submission for my CFP was laid out pretty well. Um, I did some research. Um, um, that Healthy Hacker had an episode that I'll link in the show notes about uh, submitting a conference talk. So I listened to that actually a couple times before actually submitting my first talk back for November and August. And uh, I didn't go, uh, obviously, I, I'm not going to be speaking at that. That's happening, uh, I think, next in two weeks. And... Um, yeah, so I just uh, organized my talk, and uh, I think, uh, I'll, I don't know, uh, I don't think I'm going to like share what I submitted, because I think I want to keep that on the wraps so I can organize my thoughts to my talk coming up. Um, but I am planning on still going to be doing a local meetup talk um, with that same um, information, so that way I can get, like, um, get some practice in speaking here in San Francisco before that. I've only done one... One t- actually, I've done two meetup talks, but one was two of both of them are in Orlando, and uh, one of them actually was at Isaiah for one of our our meetups. So I don't know if I really got tons of experience talking uh, in a meetup, but I did come from a sales background, which I've done presentations. Um, so I, I I am pretty familiar with like uh, speaking in front of people. It's just uh, as far as like uh, tech related, um, this would be my biggest uh, talking opportunity so far. So. Yeah, looking forward to that, and uh, yeah, I'll keep you up to date on as I um, find some uh, some different things in React and uh, compare them with Swift and whether or not, uh, sorry, the title of the talk is going to be React Native, Should I Even Bother to Learn Swift is going to be the title, and uh, yeah, that's my whole approach. Um, it's going to be kind of sharing React Native, but then also sharing Swift and just answering that question. Um, as a JavaScript developer or even a Ruby developer, should I even bother learning Swift if I already partially know JavaScript or, um, which is where I was at when I first, uh, started doing, uh, iOS. So I'll answer that question and uh, I'll give you some updates as I, uh, move on to that process. 
Uh, this podcast actually wanted to focus on something that came up within the last few weeks for me, um, which is interviews at tech companies. They always, uh, it always seems like they're looking for computer science-esque um, information, answering those types of questions. And I always felt like that was just a knowledge gap that I just needed to fill eventually, but I kept pushing it off. And so just recently, um, I talked to a coworker who has experience, has, he has a CS degree, and he has experience in interviewing at those specific companies. And he's, he, also has, um, he also has experience interviewing people um, out, out of boot camps um, with CS problems, stuff like that too. So um, he provided me a, a question, very simple question. I mean, I, it was very easily solved in Ruby which is like an array question The um, takes an array of numbers and you add the sum of the numbers. And basically you have to think of not only solving the problem, but also think about complexity and time, which are two things that, okay, well, I've never actually thought of complexity uh, as something to really care about. But as far as time, I've had in the back of my mind, sometimes when I do certain things at for work, I do consider time and how long certain things take. So that's something that I have considered, but as far as complexity, it's something I have not considered. So um, coming from a CS mindset, um, I have got a, uh, a few things that I had to, to research to kind of get a really good understanding. And the first thing, this probably the only thing I'm gonna be talking about is the big O notation, which is something that I knew about, but I didn't know I actually knew about. So I, my background is a business degree, and I got, I got a business degree in finance and partially attempted an MBA. I got one year into a two-year program and decided I was gonna do programming. Um, if you want more details than that, you can probably just go to episode one of this podcast. Sorry, episode two, where I explain all that. But as far as the big O notation, um, I did taste statistics, business statistics, which actually goes over that same, um, uh, I, guess, I guess it's an algorithm. Um, but yeah, the, just that thought on complexity. Unfortunately, in statistics, I took at like seven o'clock in the morning, and I think I got a C in it. Um, so I didn't really spend much time after that class really caring about statistics, other than um, I think my statistics project was actually it was on baseball stats, which I found super super fascinating because um, baseball um, is not a sport I'm, I've ever been a super fan of. But I always appreciate um, the things, the aspects outside of baseball um, and inside of baseball. So the history of it um, and statistics of it. So um, that was my project, but that was a, a tangent um, in itself. So yeah, so big O notation is basically when you compute a, uh, basically it, it, it highlights the complexity of a certain program or a function or method or whatever. And depending on if you pass it in one argument, how fast it's, how fast and complex is it going to be? And if you pass in two, um, how fast is it, it going to be? So if you pass in 100, what is the graph going to look like? So is it going to take more time if you pass in more arguments? Or is it going to be a flat line? So every time you run the program, it's going to take the same amount of time. So that's something as far as complexity and time. That's It kind of outlines everything I needed to know and research. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll link a article um, that was a very good explanation for me, which is um, computer science explained from a non-computer science grad. And um, he goes into details of how what I just explained works. And I am personally on a goal 
Um, I'm not sure how intense I'm going to get into um, learning computer science and algorithms and all this other stuff. Um, now that I have a conference talk on the bo on the books to work on, um, so it's going to be like a side thing. I think the, my main focus for the next few months is going to be this conference talk and learning React Native and iOS um, really well. Um, not too well, but well enough that I can uh, explain explain it uh, in front of a couple thousand people knowledgeably. Um, I'm not even sure if there's going to be a couple thousand. Uh, it's at least going to be 500 people there. So, and it's a big venue, so maybe a thousand. I don't know. Uh, I'll have to look up the numbers of what 4JS is looking at. Um, but if you're interested in going to 4JS, uh, check out 4JS.com. Um, I hopefully my face will show up on the site soon, and. Uh, you will have an opportunity to check me out. Also, I know for a fact that they stream their talks live while the conference is going on. So I will be tweeting and uh, tweeting out um, the day of and the time before I actually get on. So that way, um, those of you that unrealistically can't make it out to San Francisco to a conference, uh, you'll at least be able to watch me live. So yeah, um, that was exciting. Uh, and I am definitely looking forward to that. All right, I'm out, fire alarm. Just a reminder, I have a special project I've been working on. It's called mutualfun.io, M-U-T-U-A-L-F-U-N.io. If you need help with code, uh, next steps, check it out. And I could probably assist, mutualfun.io. developingstory.link